Okay, I am back for my top 10 albums of 2019. It's a pretty long break between 25 to 11, but I'm back. Just finished writing them up last night, so I'll just get right into it. Starting out at number 10, we have the album Legacy Legacy by Jamila Woods. Uh, this album is all about black influence in America, uh, and Jamila Woods specifically focuses on her personal influencers and how her characteristics were shaped and amplified by her black heroes. Uh, for an album with such personal themes, Legacy Legacy has a really welcoming feel to it, uh, like each song is an invitation to find yourself. The instrumentals are smooth and a great combination of R&B and funk. Uh, the last song, a remix of the album opener, is a welcome experimentation by Jamila Woods with house music that results in a song that always makes me want to dance. The production morphs to fit the story that Woods tells on each individual song, from more intense and confident songs like Muddy and Giovanni to more laid-back and comforting songs like Baldwin and Betty. Woods shows uh, that her sound can be malleable, but almost concrete at the same time, as every song sounds like it fits together, but none of them sound the same. My three favorite songs on this album are Baldwin, Giovanni, and Betty for Boogie. Uh, at number nine, we have the album The Origin of My Depression by death industrial artist Uboa. This is the best death industrial album of the year, uh, which is a very impressive feat in a year with albums from Lingua Ignata and death industrial behemoth Shushu. After re-listening to this album about an hour before outlining what I wanted to say about it, I'm still really at just, I don't know, a loss for words trying to describe it. Seamlessly moving with aggressive transitions from uh, somewhat quiet piano-driven songs like Detransitioning to incredibly experimental songs featuring staticky, clashing sounds that sound like construction sites from hell, uh, such as the song Please Don't Leave Me. This album paints just an incredibly vivid picture of what it is like to really be depressed and how all-consuming and all-encompassing the feeling is. Her vocals are beyond haunting, yet at the same time, they're oddly beautiful. The slow, methodical delivery is a powerful pairing with the deep and dark production. Uh, this album is not at all for casual listening. In short, this album is profoundly disturbing, gut-wrenching, and a truly traumatic masterpiece. The best three songs on this album are Detransitioning, Lay Down and Rot, and Appalachian Joy. At number eight... We have the album A Quiet Farewell 2016 to 2018 by abstract hip hop producer and partial rapper Slauson Malone. This album is something of a political statement that reads as more of a almost eco horror story lined with hope. The topics on this album range from more personal stories of self-love to short interludes about fear and uncertainty of the future due to climate change. The grimy and somewhat subdued production is aggressively in-your-face experimental, often splicing three or more samples into one that a song is based around. The tribal, percussive, and vocal samples add to the downtroddenness of the album. The Quartet of Smile songs, a collection of songs based off one song expanded to see what it could be given multiple different mindsets uh, those four really steal the show in my opinion uh, this is Slauson Malone's first major solo effort 
after splitting ways with his group standing on the corner. But Slossom Malone proves that he can still shine making music alone, and is also great at bringing the best out of his collaborators, most of whom are people he met through standing on the corner uh, involved in the Slums Collective. The songs here have uh, a, a weird sort of familiarity to them uh, that makes the somber tone of the album seem a little less sad and instead slightly more nostalgic, uh, inviting, and hopeful. My favorite songs on this album are the Four Smile songs as well as King Sisyphus of the Atlantic. At number seven, we have the new Mike album, Tears of Joy. Tears of Joy is a pretty emotional album that finds Mike reflecting on his relationship with his recently deceased mother, but in a more nostalgic uh, celebration of life type of way, uh, as the title Tears of Joy would suggest. Uh, an incredibly strong addition to the Slums discography, this album is Mike at his best and also his most vulnerable Going True, Parks, It's Like Baseball, Memories, and Planet are the best songs off of this album and all feature the same staticky sample production with just the right touch of reverb. Uh, the album has a very nice transposed aesthetic to it, almost as if what you're listening to is being transited, uh, transmitted through a radio station on another planet. What I really love about the album is that no song overstays its welcome, yet every song holds its weight and has a very specific purpose within the context of the album. Uh, because at 20 songs, uh, but only 40 minutes, Tears of Joy is incredibly concise and thoughtful. A perfect album for contemplative light nights. And as I said, my favorite songs from this album are Going True, Parks, It's Like Baseball, and Planets. At number six, we have the new Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib collaborative album, Bandana, the second album from the duo, uh, often known as Mad Gibbs, uh, comes f about five years after the wildly successful Pinata. Although it's 14 minutes shorter than its predecessor, Bandana is equally as gripping and just as enjoyable as Pinata. Mad Lib's production is, in my opinion, just as strong on Bandana as it was in the past and finds him toying with stuff that has just become more popular more recently, uh, such as him dipping his toes into the water of mainstream trap rap on songs like Half Main, Half Cocaine, as well as uh, his more typical experimentation, which shines uh, like on the song Massage Seats. The production overall is very focused and obviously very sample heavy, which perfectly complements Freddie Gibbs' verses. Uh, as one would expect, his verses are chock full of lines about cocaine, but Gibbs goes into some more personal spaces that aren't typical of his either off-the-wall goofy or incredibly intense drug-focused lyricism. Uh, on the song Education, featuring Black Thought and Yasin Bey, uh, more commonly known as Mo's Death, uh, the three artists detail the violent history of racism in the United States and how the three artists themselves fit into their woven narrative. Uh, even on the song Situations, there's a more personal mindset to it where Gibbs describes being torn by two different intimate relationships. There are rarely any dull moments through the 15 songs, and I love how 
uh, Mad Lib adds his own little taste at the end of every song, often adding quick little beat switches, which serve as interludes tacked on to the end of songs. I think they work really well. And also this album is just absolutely stacked with features. Uh, it's not overrun with features, but the features that are there are phenomenal. Uh, the artists that are featured are Killer Mike, Pusha T, Anderson Pack, Yasin Bey, and Black Thought, all phenomenal rappers, in my opinion. Uh, and all of their features just add so much to the album. Uh, much like their past collaborative effort, Bandana Finds, two incredibly talented artists building off of and getting the best out of each other. My favorite tracks off of this album are Education, Crime Pays, and Massage Seats. And here we are at the top five. Coming in at number five is the new JPEG Mafia album, All My Heroes Are Cornballs. It is the best album with the worst name this year, uh, and the disappointment, as he called it, did not disappoint. After last year's underground breakthrough success, JPEG Mafia is back with another just incredibly superb album. Where last year's veteran lost some of its edge as the album ended and we got more a uh, little muddled towards the end, All My Heroes Are Cornballs sees Peggy hitting his stride as his sounds be as his sound becomes more clear and more focused, uh, resulting in a more cohesive album that grips you from start to finish. At the conceptual center of this album is the song Free the Frail, the most personal song that JPEG Mafia has ever made. The song, although towards the end of the album, is the closest we get to an underlying theme in this collection of songs. It describes the emotions he felt when last year's album received nearly universal critical acclaim and the anxiety that came along with those great critical reviews that he felt uh, when trying to create an equally exciting and innovative work uh, in the future uh, where people now expect great things of him. Fittingly, this is, in my opinion, the best song on the album. His production throughout the album is aggressive, but also at times very cute, uh, and the lyrics find him taking himself more seriously than he usually does, but still giving him time to write funny one-liners and even just overall songs with just goofy themes such as the song Jesus Forgive Me, I'm a Thought, and the song Life's Hard, Here's a Song About Sorrel, or even the cover of TLC's No Scrubs, the song titled Basic Bitch Tear Gas. This album is a massive step, a massive step in the right direction for the ever-evolving JPEG Mafia. My favorite songs off of the album would be the opener, Jesus Forgive Me, I'm a Thought, Free the Frail, and the song immediately after that, Post-Verified Lifestyle. At number four, we have an album that I know some of you thought I was joking about liking, but at number four, we have the new Charlie XCX album, Charlie. Whew, Charlie is the best pop album to come out in a long, long time. This album would be perfect. It would be a perfect album if it did not have the song Warm on it featuring Haim. I'm really not too keen on Haim or the way they make every song that they're featured on fit their aesthetic instead of the aesthetic of the artist they're collaborating with. But really, that's just one song out of 15 absolute bops. The PC music bubblegum bass vibe has never been stronger with Charlie XCX, and she's never been more confident with this new music soundscape than on this album. The whole album is an incredibly forward-thinking pop album, and the production especially on the songs 
click and shake it is just phenomenal. Uh, even more traditional pop bangers like 1999 or Blame It On Your Love, even on those songs, Charlie just doesn't drop the ball. Uh, this song seamlessly combined upbeat happy songs with downtrodden uh, methodical ballads uh, with even ag aggressively experimental and sexual sensual songs. Charlie XCX on this album is just unapologetically herself uh, and she's really grown into her sound and I just I absolutely love it. It's almost impossible to just pick three songs that I would say were my favorite from this album. So I'm gonna go with my top five uh, and those were Next Level Charlie, Gone, Click, Thoughts, and Blame It On Your Love. And rounding us out for our top three, at third place, we have Igor by Tyler the Creator. I really went back and forth deciding what album should be placed in the three spot and what album should be placed in the two spot. And really, the two albums are interchangeable in my mind. But talking specifically about Igor, Igor sees Tyler, the creator, uh, moving almost fully into this neo-soul soundscape that he started flirting with on Flower Boy. And it's really hard to find many shortcomings in this new effort. Undoubtedly the best rap concept album of this year, Tyler really grips you from start to finish, dragging you into this retelling of a relationship gone wrong. The emotional highs in the relationship on the songs Earthquake and I Think are underscored with lyricism and a tonality of slight doubt, implying that this relationship that Tyler idealized in his mind was really doomed from the start. But more importantly, they really cement Tyler's ability to construct and maintain a narrative, something that he almost, that he got really close to doing with Wolf, but just couldn't get to stick. Uh, these songs that have different little nuanced meanings are really impressive. The songs New Magic Wand and What's Good are the most aggressive songs, but what's really interesting is how in the track listing they're surrounded by these more subdued tracks like Running Out of Time, A Boy is a Gun and Puppet, which shows the bipolar nature of the relationship and how in his mind Tyler was trying to romanticize it and that these outbursts in his, opi in his opinion were just something small and he wanted to look past them. The album has, again, very few weaknesses outside of some minor production glitches. Uh, it's incredibly impressive that Tyler wrote, recorded, and produced all of the songs largely on his own. And what's something really interesting about this is I love how he just goes all in on his features. Tyler the Creator usually does have a lot of features, but he doesn't usually put them above himself's above himself like on the song earthquake uh dev hines and playboy cardi really steal the show it's mostly those two doing a lot of the work uh and i just think that he uses these features really well even to the point where you can hardly tell that people are being featured it really just feels like one big album uh that tyler the creator put together and then you hear these other voices and they just fit so well the emotional and artistic growth that Tyler has showed in the transition from Wolf to Cherry Bomb and Cherry Bomb to Flower Boy uh, proved to be more than just a one-time fluke, and I am very excited to see where he takes this new sound in the future. My favorite three songs from this album are What's Good, Gone Gone Thank You, and Are We Still Friends.
And at number two, we have the best album coming out of the United Kingdom this year, or one of the best albums coming out of the United Kingdom uh, in their rap scene, is Grey Area by Little Sims. This is just an absolutely fucking stellar album. The character growth is absurd, just wow. Although it is not a perfect album, Little Sims, a rapper with some solid previous standout songs like Shotgun, really flipped a a switch with this album. Uh, Gray Area, as the title suggests, finds Little Sims dropping the curtain of her persona from last albums and instead exudes genuine self-confidence as well as self-reflection as she probes just the deepest corners of her mind. Although there are still some solid goofy one-liners on this album, uh, like in the opening track when she says, I'm Jay-Z on a bad day, Shakespeare on my worst days. But again, this really just shows uh, how confident she is in her ability. Again, the first half of the album allows Sims to build herself up and show how much she's grown into herself as a singer uh, and a rapper to be a strong and confident rapper, while the second half of the album lets her look down on her past demons, broken relationships, and insecurities from this self-constructed pedestal that she's placed herself on. The first two songs and Venom are some of the most hype and exciting rap songs of the year, uh, with their ragtag, tossed-together trap sets and grimy bass lines. Uh, and the closing song, Flowers, is the best song of the year, hands down. Uh, the way she fuses the s- simple jazz lining that she had done before with uh, more in-your-face singing and a little more subdued rapping and storytelling, uh, the song is just incredible. Throughout the album, her fusion of stripped-back drum sets, simple bass lines, light jazz influence, and of course traditional grimy UK rap is just incredible. Just as impressive as her lyricism on this album is the fact that there are no other rapping features, and that there are only four vocal features in total, which is a much smaller amount compared to her last album. Grey Area is again a very personal album, and this is Little Sims at her most confident, her most consistent, and most cohesive levels. It's just about impossible to pick three favorite songs from this album, as every single song is nearly perfect in its own way. But if I had to pick, I would say that my favorite songs are Flowers, Offense, and Boss, but I cannot stress this enough, there are no bad songs on this album. There really are no bad songs. And my best album of the year, if you know me, if we've talked about music, you should know what is coming. My favorite album this year was Magdalene by FKA Twigs, uh, UK-based singer, songwriter, art pop visionary, Talia Barnett, or FKA Twigs, just mm, did something really new with this album. Uh, Many reviews of this album just focus on it as it exists in her discography. But I think this album is just so far from the sphere of her usual sensual and implicit work. I think that Magdalene, although still strong in its sexual themes, like in the song Holy Terrain, which compares the intimate spaces of her sexuality as a holy space that is not for just anyone to come and abuse or use, I think this album is a much more introspective and a much more personal album that draws obviously more heavily on her inner psyche and personal experiences. 
Due to the production of her last albums, it was somewhat easy to define her genre as experimental R&B or art pop, but with all of that heavy, exciting production kind of thrown out the window and given a whole new creative team, it's almost impossible to classify this album, uh, much like the artist herself. When I first reviewed this, I gave it a pretty positive review, uh, but after seeing her live performance, uh, a visualization and manifestation of her personal connection to the album, and then spending more time with just the music itself, I just got more and more out of each listen, and it just became a lot more meaningful and a lot deeper. Obviously drawing greatly from her highly publicized ex-relationships as well as her recent physical ailments, Barnett crafts just her most emotional and personal collections of songs to date, uh, something that she didn't usually do in the past where her songs would seem a little naive in their sexuality. The concept of this album, uh, just of finding clarity in a persona, Mary Magdalene, is unique in that Barnett is often lauded for being unapologetically herself, whereas here she is finding herself uh, as manifesting uh, in something else, as in another person who she feels makes her stronger. Uh, much of herself does seep into Magdalene, but it forms a newer, more vulnerable FKA Twigs. The production on this album, although not as consistent as her past work, takes a backseat to her vocal storytelling performance. Despite this, the production from the Radiohead-esque piano-driven ballad uh, Home With You to the abrasive outbursts on Mary Magdalene and Fallen Alien is still very memorable. While listening to this album, you can't help but get sucked into the mindset that she has and just feel her pain. The album is really, truly an emotional black hole, but at the same time, uh, it's highly cathartic and leaves you with this slight sense of hope and clarity uh, with the track Cellophane. From top to bottom, Twigs really does not miss a single step, carefully guiding you through her mindscape. She continues to show that whatever level she's on, it's miles ahead of everyone else and much like the last three albums it's just impossible to narrow this album down to my three favorite songs since every single one is unique and enjoyable in its own way the radio had like home with you and the off the wall fallen alien and the grimy thousand eyes all show how different and versatile yet cohesive this album truly is but if i absolutely had to decide what my favorite three songs are then i would say my top three on this album are cellophane mirrored heart and mary magdalene and that rounds out my top 50 albums of the year. I'm going to quick run through 10 to 1 again, and then that'll be it for this year, 2019. In music, at number 10, we had Legacy Legacy by Jamila Woods. At number 9, The Origin of My Depression by Uboa. At number 8, A Quiet Farewell 2016 to 2018 by Slauson Malone. At number 7, Tears of Joy by Mike. At number 6, Bandana by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. At number 5, All My Heroes Are Cornballs by JPEG Mafia. At number 4, Charlie by Charlie XCX. At number 3, Igor by Tyler the Creator. At number 2, Gray Area by Little Sims. And at number 1, Magdalene by FKA Twigs.